video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Dead Gaming Podcast, another weekly dose of all things gaming. I'm Jessica and here with me is Pure Dead Craig. Hello. Hello. Yeah. No Andy with us this week. Now, we usually cover games in this podcast, but I hope you aren't looking forward to any more 2022 games because they have all been delayed. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm half joking, but we will discuss in this week's episode the many delays that have occurred in the last week, as well as all the other gaming news as well. Now, despite the delays, I'm sure Craig will still be able to provide us ongoing with a pure dead platinum game. Absolutely. Okay, good. Because, yeah. I mean, what would we do otherwise? Big anarchy. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> we'll also run through this week's Get in the Bin nominations and, of course, Pick of the Week. Our main film slash TV review this week was Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and we are going to be joined by a special guest to help us review this one so stay tuned for that we know so many of you already do but if you haven't subscribed to the podcast then make sure you do so so you know when there are new episodes out and if you can please take some time to leave a little review as it helps to support the podcast and get it in more people's ear holes if you want to talk more games and or indeed share images of what you eat with us, then you are more than welcome to join our Discord. Links are in the episode description box. So yeah, hello Craig. How are you this week? I'm fabulous. Before we properly get underway, I would just like to implore everyone to behave. Okay, <laughs> just everyone has to behave this week. It's very important that everyone behaves, right? I'm pleading with you all, please behave. It might be too late, but if it's not, please behave. Okay. Okay. We'll do Everyone. Do our best. Please behave. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, alright. I say I'm good, but I don't know. I found out... Well, I feel like I've had a few setbacks this week. Right. So first of all, we didn't win the Eurovision. And that was quite hard to take. I mean, I didn't think we were going to win the Eurovision, but then there was that moment. There was a moment of hope, wasn't there? <laughs> yes, it's it was the hope close. that kills you. Yeah, I mean, you knew it was coming. You knew the people's vote or whatever was yeah. going to absolutely destroy the whole situation. But, I mean, fair credit to... The homeless forgot, guy. I forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> Sam. Um, Sam the homeless guy. <laughs> that's a shame. He's not. He actually used to have like a restaurant or something. Before he fell in hard times. Before he got TikTok famous. Shut up. I wish I could snap your face right now because it's quite the picture. Is that where we plucked that guy from? I TikTok? Mean, I'm not sure, but I feel like he did rise to fame on that platform. Oh yes. my God. I didn't know that. I just assumed he was like a fucking big singer or something. Mm. Is yeah. he TikTok famous? 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. We nearly won. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking TikTok guy. Jesus Christ. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, as Graham Norton said, I think he was a great ambassador for the UK. And yeah. But do you know what? What made him so good? I don't know. I th- His song was mediocre. It was all right. It wasn't. I wouldn't have said it was one of the top five songs. Although I would have said the German song was one of the top five songs, and that that nearly Neil Plaid. But I think that is more representative of your music taste, Craig. Well, that's true. And that it's not very good. I just I find the whole thing strange because obviously the Eurovision Song Contest is always highly political, mm-hmm. and everybody hates us, which is why even when we've got a good song, we tend to do really badly. And I don't understand how leaving the EU has made us more popular. We basically told every other country, on, apart from Australia, on that show to fuck off. And they've obviously in kind went, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, you know, you're one of us. It's like when Fraser got indoctrinated into the, the crew at uh, Cheers. That's what that reminds me of. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's I don't a, know there, about that. There's a 1984 reference for you yes. before I was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a wee bit of a blow, I thought. Mm-hmm. Although happy for Ukraine. They need a win, so, you know. But the other thing... what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. Continue. Right? Uh, the other thing was Mad Skills is retiring his wrap-ups. Mm-hmm. And this was a big blow to me. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what Mad Skills is, you might have to just explain that one. Yeah. So, I mean, his YouTube is Mad Skills, but I think he just calls himself Skills. The guy's like a... Is it Skills with a Z by any chance? Yes. Of course. So the guy's like a really... He's fam- He's not that famous to the general public, but he's very famous in rap circles. Like he's a like legendary ghostwriter. Uh, ghostwrites for like a lot of really, really big artists. And... Back in, what would have been 2002, he decided that he was going to start doing these yearly wrap-ups. So at the end of every year, what he does is he brings out a freestyle rap and it goes. it's him going through everything that happened in the last year, all, all the big talking points, and he's usually taking the piss out of folk. It's really good. But he's the guy's got so much respect that, like, I don't know, there's quite a few of them that he's called out Kanye West for stuff, he's called out other people, but it's not like, you know what rap's like, everyone gets into a beef, no one says fuck all to the guy, mm-hmm. because he's just got so much respect, and everyone's like, ah, fair enough. Like, because everything he says, you're like, aye, all right, I made a dick of that. Mm-hmm. And so, this, I, I totally forgot about it, I hadn't listened to this, the one from 2021, and in it, he says, like, I got to 20 years, and that's me, like, I'm done, that's me out. Mm-hmm. And so it was good. It was a good one uh, to go out on. And it's not his best. Like, I, I genuinely think the 2021, just for how powerful it was, like, I don't want it, to... It's hard to say a, a song could be spoilery, but it's got a really good message in it. The 2021 that I would recommend, we'll put it in the show notes, I would recommend everyone listens to that. It's genuinely the best song I heard all year, that year. And big, big statement there. Yeah, but no, the guy, the guy's good. He's really good, yeah, and no, it's it's can... disappointing that he's he's stopping it now. But I suppose twenty years, like he made a joke on the way out. He said, "Like, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I've got Jay Z's uh, Hall of Fame acceptance speech to write." <laughs> so, like, 
the guy clearly like he's he's not done but he's done with these wrap ups yeah. that's a bit disappointing but yeah that was that was my sort of low lights of the week I would say <laughs> two two body blows both music related as well and I don't consider myself very into music these days but you can't miss the Eurovision no. unless you're a serial killer uh, so yeah that was cool how about yourself not much I have nothing to report. Nothing to report? Nope. What do you make of this Twitter thing with this guy, this Amthrashiter guy? Yeah, so I did read some of the, the tweets. I should say, just before we continue on, if you can hear something in the background, it currently appears to be a storm going on outside <laughs> that is uh, perhaps going to take the house away any minute. You would you would not think it's the seventeenth of May. No, it is Scotland after all, though. That's true. And we've come to expect such rain in May. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to just kind of backfill the story on this one, like? Yeah. Well, so there's been a sort of kick up about this Xbox ambassador program, which. I don't really know that much about. From what I understand, pretty much anyone can sign up for it. I. I think there might be a few perks, but I'm not even sure. It's it's just like a, for want of a better term, it's like an Xbox cheerleader club. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm sure there is some benefits to it. Um, it's a thing they've done for a while. And so it kind of came to the forefront this week because there's a guy called Kid Smooth, who I think he is a vocal Xbox fan, but he'd been kind of railing on them recently for certain stuff. I don't follow the guys, so I don't know what he tweeted, but I heard that he tweeted some negative stuff. So he got booted and kicked up a fuss about it, wasn't he happy? From the ambassador programme? Yeah, he tried right. to log in and they said that he was no longer welcome, no, sure. which a lot of folk found highly amusing. Mm-hmm. So from there, uh, there's a guy who seems to be quite a big kind of Sony fan, but his, he kind of takes the piss out of the Xbox ambassador programme and he, his ideas like Xbox am thrashiter. Okay. And so he had posted a thing saying, oh, I've been banned as well. But I think a lot of people didn't really get the joke because they were just like, oh, there's another guy been banned. Mm. But like, there's fucking no way that guy even tried to sign up. Like, it wouldn't even have been a legit thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he got some abuse over that. And then he started calling out ambassadors. Yeah, so Miss Des Geek, is that how I would say it? I'm not sure. I've seen the girl online before, but I've never seen any of her content to know how, how you pronounce her name. But. Yeah, so she like, she is a, a sort of more well-known Xbox ambassador and so he decided to take aim at her for whatever reason. I don't think she initiated anything, doesn't seem like the type of person that would. So mm. It's just a guy being a dick, basically. But he called her out for like having a low gamer score. And so he decided that, well, this is the level of these Xbox ambassadors. Look, she's only got 9,000 gamer score or whatever. Now, I mean... Everyone knows I'm about as big an trophy slash gamer score knob <laughs> as it comes, but I don't know. There's plenty of other ways to, like, gauge someone's gamer level than a fucking gamer score. Like, he's used that to have a go at her and basically call her out as a fake gamer, but I don't, I don't buy that. Like, a lot of these streamers and like more well-known personalities on the internet to do with gaming like they focus a lot on online games and online games do not get you a lot of trophies or gamer score mm, like usually they are yeah. 
they're attached on. Like even like I don't know, you'll get you'll get well known gamers who mainly play Call of Duty, but in every Call of Duty game, most of the trophies and achievements are for completing the story mode, mm-hmm. not for playing online. Mm-hmm. And so you could have someone that's playing two thousand hours of that a year and they get fifty gamer score. So I don't think it's fair to call out somebody on their gamer score when that doesn't really translate. Like, it's just a guy being a dick, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, not that, I, you know, I'm an Xbox ambassador by any means or anything, but I suppose if someone was to review my content, like, I'm not a massive achievement or trophy no. hunter, nor do I actually even have an Xbox account. Ah, no. you just use mine. I just use yours or Nathan's. Yeah. Um because I'm just wanting to play a game, do you know yeah. what I mean? That, that that sort of aspect of things doesn't appeal to me. So and I think that's the same for a lot of people. Like, and to be honest, I'm I'm not necessarily saying that this guy doesn't know that. Like, he is a troll. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. he's probably looked at that and went, "This will get this will get a few bites," mm. and it has. Yeah. But uh, I think it has kind of backfired on him because it's obviously came back as if he's like attacking people online, mm. and when it's someone that is well-known in the community, then you're going to get a lot more hate back. Mm. So, I don't know. I think the guy did it for clicks, but I think he might start to regret it Mm. as he continues to get pasted online for Benafani. So, what have you been playing? Yeah, so you obviously spoke last week about the Stanley Parable. The Ultimate Edition came out recently and... Yeah, I jumped in. I was intrigued by what, I guess, what you kind of mentioned the previous week. Um, so yeah, if anyone doesn't know, it's like a story-based game. It's very different to anything else I've played before. Yeah. I mean, all you do is walk, walk around following the narrator's directions. Or yeah. There's a few things you can interact with, yeah. but not really. Um, I say you you can follow directions or not. Yeah. Um, and you see what happens, and you know they'll call you out on I don't know your shenanigans, like you press X multiple times, and it's like there's no jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. And like I don't know, it's just it's very very clever, and obviously you were in the room for the quite a while. While I was actually playing it, yeah. and it was new. Like what my experience was was completely different to your experience because like. There are so many paths that you can take. There's different doors you can walk through. Um, I say you can follow the instructions or not follow the instructions. And so it'll lead you in completely different loops depending on what you do. And it's it's so clever. Yeah. I was actually surprised because, like, I don't know, like, the first maybe 15 minutes or so you played it, I was like, yeah, I recognise all this. And, like, although I know you can go different ways and that spirals off into different sort of eventualities like i thought your play time would evolve similar to mine mm-hmm. like i'd be like oh yeah now then i started to get that route or yeah. that whatever but yours was totally different like 90 percent of what i saw you playing i'd never seen before yeah and it's interesting i suppose because i i went into it knowing mm, if i don't do the what he tells me mm. different things will happen so i maybe did that you know pre- prematurely compared to you know, what the game's maybe expecting you to. I don't know. Um, Possibly, yeah. I assume that the fact that they called the main character Stanley is largely based from Stanley Milgram experiments. Do you know? Oh, I don't even know about this. What's this? So, it's, it's yeah, a psychologist in the 60s um, 
he did a series of studies and it was to do with concepts of obedience and authority. Oh, definitely be that then. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Is this when they would... Electric shock. Yes. It was, it was fake. So there was actors in one room. I didn't know that was the name, but yeah. Yeah. Um, actors in one room and then in the other room, folk in white lab coats basically saying, right, give, you know, if they answer the question wrong, you have to give them an electric shock. And we'll, meanwhile, the actor would be like screaming... Or and then mm. eventually they would go silent as the voltage went up and stuff, and yeah. it was just and you would think you'd killed them, yeah. But they were just they would yeah. still nine it's... out of ten of them were basically still taking the order. They were like, if I press this, like I've heard the audio from it on my podcast yeah, somewhere, yeah. and they were like, sir, because it was like a New York accent, mm. and they were like, sir, I'm I'm surely going to kill this man if I press this button again, and they're like, but that's what the that's what the test says. The test says that you press the button if the guy gets the question wrong, and he was like, but I mean. I'm, I'm going to kill this man. And he's like, but that's what we've told you to do. And he's like, well, okay, but I'm not taking responsibility for this. And he presses it anyway. And they're like, You're like fucking hell, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, yeah I, I guess it's... Yeah, the the that experiment has probably like kind of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Influenced like some oh, of the... Oh, definitely then, yeah. Like, I didn't yeah, realise that was the name of it, but that yeah, must be, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah very clever and as I say you can play it many times and get very different scenarios so oh, oh loads absolutely loads like I know I've played it for maybe two or three hours watched you play it for probably the guts of an hour saw different things and I've through passing comments with people and stuff like that I know there's loads of it that I've not seen mm. and I just I just think I spoke about this last week but I just think it's so clever it feels like they thought of everything. There's like multiple times when I've been like, I will fuck you, I'm going to try this. And then the guy's got a smart remark or he's like, oh, so you think that you can just do that then? Mm-hmm. Right, well, Aye. don't don't think you can outsmart me. And you're like, how does he know? Because obviously it's all pre-recorded. It's not like you're playing it online and they are live reacting. It almost, But it feels like that at times. It almost feels like someone is live reacting to what you're doing because it's so closely resembles you're like i like they'll, they'll call you out on something you're like i that is what i was trying to do <laughs> yeah. like it's just very very yeah. cleverly done such a unique game mm. and yeah. even down to the the credits at the end of the game and stuff like mm. um i'll not spoil it but yeah it's, it's that's the thing like I, i've got a review tonight for this game and like spoiler it's going to be a very short review because I just don't feel like you can... I'd be interested to actually read someone else's review on it just because I don't think you can say too much without saying too much. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always very cautious in reviews that I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Mm. Like, I'm very big on story in games, but that's usually the thing I write about the least when I do a review because I'm like, I don't, want to, I don't want to ruin anything for anyone. And so this being almost all story and almost all the experience like it's going to be like a two or three paragraph review because (laughs) you just don't what's the point otherwise you'll just ruin it for folk and plus even if you were to tell people about your experience i don't think that does it justice like i think it's you have to experience it yourself and be like oh wait a minute like it's already one somebody telling you oh i they sort of mimic your movements and they sort of I don't know, they anticipate what you're going to do and they have a, a, a solution for it and stuff like that, but you don't really get that until you experience it, I don't mm, think. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, definitely recommend it, as we've said before. Mm-hmm. That's out just now on everything. It was just PC. It's definitely Xbox, PlayStation now. I think it came out, it either is coming to Switch or it did come to Switch at the same time. And I don't know if we spoke about it before, but they're doing that because the Switch doesn't have achievements or trophies. They're doing like their own in-game so they've like created like a trophy system or achievement system in the game so that they can still fuck with you that way, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yes. Because the whole game does seem to be a bit messing with folk. Uh, one of the only other games I've really played this week is more Chernobylite, which I'm really enjoying. Like it's, it's weird. It's made by a small team, but it feels like, I wouldn't say it totally feels AAA, but it's certainly not far off it. Like, it's a very impressive game. It looks really good. Animations are good. Like, I've been trying to be sneaky, so I've been, like, sneaking up and, like, stealth taking out people from behind, and it's brutal. And, like, I don't know, in a lot of these games, you go up behind someone, you just, like, you'll, you'll choke them for a second and they'll drop or whatever, but in this, it's, like, frantic, like, stabbing motions into their chest. But... It's quite visceral, it's quite just really impressive to be honest, like from a, a small team. Like I thought going in that it was an open world fallout style game, but it's not. It's more mission orientated almost. So you've got like a base and you start off with one pal and then you're going out on like scavenging hunts to try and get supplies and you're also trying to find out more information about a girl that you're looking for and you can recruit people and you're also trying to so when you build up materials you also have to like if you invite people back to the place you have to have beds for them so you're building up the beds you're like it's it's got a kind of builder type element as well but so far it's really impressive it has crashed on me once but outside of that like the performance is really good it looks really good it plays really good it's very accessible as well like i heard people saying it was quite hard but you can go in and you can like change the combat difficulty the stealth difficulty like so in terms of like how quickly enemies would see and stuff like that and everything about it i'm I'm really impressed with it and although it isn't like a a quick thousand g or platinum it is quite an easy one as long as you're willing to play it through to completion and it, there's no missable uh, trophies or achievements as well so i've been really enjoying that okay. And the only other thing that I've played, but I've only played the tutorial, is the Evil Dead game, which is like one of these four-on-one, to-the-death, multiplayer-type scenarios, although you can play missions offline as well, or certainly by yourself. I think it still needs to be online. Like I say, all I've done so far is the tutorial, and it seems decent. The graphics are better than I was expecting. Like, there's some really nice, like reflections and just the textures are a lot better than I thought they were going to be but in terms of the game I can't really say too much so far like it doesn't it certainly from a gameplay perspective from the tutorial it doesn't seem like it's anything outstanding or anything like that like it's half melee kills half like guns there's a bit of driving in it but it seems relatively basic the driving like you can run over folk and stuff like that but yeah, I think it's going to be good, but I would need to obviously play more before I can give any sort of opinions on it. When did it come out? It came out on Friday. Okay. Yeah, so, and th- there doesn't seem to be like a single review out for it yet. I think codes, we got a code through on Friday and it seems like everyone did. I saw that 
today there was a couple of like hands-on impression type things so i uh, so i think you'll probably see reviews start to like come out in the next day or two okay yeah that's yeah that's pretty much us for what we've been playing this week um there is a couple of new bits of content on the website which we run al- alongside this podcast puredeadgaming.com obviously what's what's new craig I didn't put that in my notes, so you've got it in yours. Oh, so it's Trek to Yomi review. I remember doing that, that yep. was good. And Flat Kingdom trophy review. I remember that as well, I remember both of them. I did the Flat Kingdom trophy review in a more satirical style. Oh, that's a fancy word, what does that mean? Humour. What it? <laughs> Just the odd joke. And <laughs> uh, the I Trek to Yomi as well, which I mean I spoke about enough last week, but I'd finished it by that point, but it's really good. Play it. And it's on Game Pass if you've got an Xbox. Yes, indeed. Okay, let's move on to this week's news. News, news. I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. I don't think there's really been any news, has there? We've just been that. It's (laughs) been a busy week of news, Craig, dearest. And let's just kick things off with all the delays. All of them. Everything's delayed. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just make a start then. So Starfield, that was the first one, I think, this week that got delayed. So that's the kind of space adventure game from Bethesda. Was, I think, it initially announced at E3 in 2018. And oh, this game's been kicking about for ages. Yeah, Never been about any sort of gameplay shown no. to this point. And they announced the release date about 18 months ago mm. because they really wanted to hit 11 11 because it was like the 10-year anniversary of Skyrim. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So they were desperate to hit that date. Yeah. And it's not happening. It's not happening. No. So have they redated this or it's just been... They've said early 2023, I think. Mm. Yeah, and some of the sort of, the, the kind of statement... Um, like, I don't know, the next cyberpunk was a term that was floated. And so, yeah, I think they're very cautious of it being, I guess, very buggy. And There was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, we didn't really report on it because we wasn't really sure on if it was just bullshit. But there was people like had sort of leaked out that, like, this the flying wasn't fun and it was really buggy and stuff. Like that. And obviously, if it's space exploration, that's going to be a big part of it. Mm. And so, yeah, they, they clearly weren't going to be able to hit that date. Although, going by the amount of problems there seems to be, like, I mean, if they're saying, like, Q1 2023, then that's only delaying it by two, three months. So, I don't know. I could, I don't think it will come out in the very early 2023 either. Yeah. I think you could be looking at summer next year. Because if, if the problem, the, the things we've heard about the potential problems the game has... It doesn't sound like something that two months extra is going to do anything to. Yeah, okay. And then next up we had Redfall. Um, So this is like the survival vampire-y type one. It's from the people that made... It's Arcane Studio. Yeah, so Prey and Dishonored. uh, Prey, Dishonored, Deathloop. And so it's this was a stick-on. Like, I thought Starfield was 50-50, but... This was, I'm sure we'll have mentioned it in the podcast before, but there's no fucking way this game was coming out. Like, 
Deathloop only came out. I know games can be getting made at the same time, but Deathloop only came out fucking eight months ago. And then they said this was coming out summer 2023. Again, we've never seen any gameplay. In fact, no, we did. We saw some pre-alpha gameplay that looked awful, that leaked out. It wasn't supposed to get out. But this was a game that was never coming at this time. So to see that that delayed was no surprise, mm-hmm. I don't think. It's another co-op. A dirty co-op. Yeah. Hopefully with a single player mode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the day before, this is kind of open world MMO. Another survival post-pandemic America with zombies. Um, it's been delayed from June 21st to March 2023. Yeah, this actually was announced before last week's recording, but I just hadn't noticed it. It's a game I'd totally forgot was coming out, but we looked at it. See, when we were doing the podcast at the beginning of the year for what was coming out this year, mm-hmm. we looked at it then, and I remember me, you, and Andy looking at it and going, from, like, it just looked amazing. Like, the graphics, the animation looked ridiculous to the point where we were like, this must be PC only, this can't be coming to consoles, but they said it was. Mm-hmm. And interestingly... The delay is because they're moving from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. And, like, thinking back now, I'm like, that footage looked like it was Unreal Engine 5. So, but, I mean, it's it's, strange. I mean, we were literally a month away from it coming out, and then they've basically turned around and said, and we're delaying it a year. Pretty much. So, I don't know. It does look good, but it's from a relatively unknown studio, and... You don't know how much of that gameplay demo you saw was like indicative of the full game. Yeah. But what fucking ages to find out. I know, it's I mean it's people are excited for it. I think it's like the most wish list listed game on Steam. Oh, so yeah. like yeah. it's you know. It's got a lot of hype behind it. Not so much outside of the PC space though. It seems mm. like I don't know, I've like I wasn't aware of it and then I've not really heard any console gamers talking about it much but on the pc side of things like people seem to be absolutely buzzing for it so will this be the first sort of big unreal engine 5 game possibly it could be if it comes out when they say it's coming out mm. it's hard to know like we, uh, we don't know when different stuff's coming like we know hellblade's going to use it but it sounds like this will be out before hellblade mm-hmm. so it could be Yes, well, March 2023, we'll have to wait now. Deliver Us the Moon. It's only been delayed one month, so but we're still including it here because it's still a delay. So it's now coming out June 23rd. So Yeah, I think this is just a PS5 port of it, so it technically it is out already, yeah. but it's kind of mixed reviews. I know some people liked it and some people said it was, quote, boring as fuck. So it's not a massive delay, obviously, in terms of the amount of time it's been delayed and in terms of its importance, but I just added it in because there were so many delays that I wanted to pad out just to show exactly how many folk, <laughs> how many things were getting delayed. Yeah, and finally, Dying Light 2, the first story DLC, so it was supposed to be coming out June, but they've pushed that back to September because they need a bit more time to develop the first story DLC, which, yeah. Which might, in the end, be a good thing, because if everything's getting delayed, then we might need something in September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, could, 
could end up being a big release, whereas it was not intended to be initially. Mm. Yeah, there's... <sighs> right, so there's a lot to unpack here. I think what I'll do first is I'll just go through a couple items of feedback we got because it sort of sets the scene for like what we're going to talk about. So I thought this was quite good from Steve Williams. He quoted saying, there's no such thing as a bad game delay. And then says, that's fine when you just buy further down the road, but it falls apart when you're paying in instalments in brackets Game Pass and and locked in annually or stacked. It's literally costing gamers more while they wait for promised first party titles. So I thought that was interesting because we always sort of say like, oh, well, there's plenty of games to play, a delay like will help a game be better when it's released but i suppose like if you're paying it if it's part of a subscription service and you're you say you've got game pass and you're like well the next big game i'm waiting for is starfield if that's now six eight months later then that's another six eight months you're potentially paying of game pass waiting for that fucking game so i can see his point in a way i mean obviously there's plenty of other stuff coming to game pass but it, it does take on a slightly different meaning i think when it's you are pay, you are technically paying for that delay. Yeah, no? I'm inclined to disagree, but I'm just trying to justify how I like. I don't uh, like it, but I don't know why I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can ponder that while I, I I read out the other feedback we had. So Dave said, "I honestly don't give a shit." As gamers, we always tend to concentrate more on what's coming out rather than the games that we already have here. Just chill and play the games you have. New stuff will arrive when it's ready. So I think that's pretty good feedback as well. Dave's always pretty level-headed. And he's right. Are we in any shortage of fucking games Mm. here? Like, folk acted like it was the end of the world. More on that later. But, I mean, fucking hell, we could do a breather. Yeah, I think that's almost my point on the last one. Because I think you're, you're paying for a service and you're still getting that service, but perhaps just not your preference of games Aye. so and you could always i mean i suppose the guy's saying like if you've paid like stacked maybe you've paid for the year already or something like that but if you if you were someone paying month to month you could speak with your wallet and just be like well i'm not fucking resubscribing to game pass until you deliver what you fucking said you're delivering yeah. and so the third bit of feedback we got was from duper dash and he or she said i think they need to stop giving us deadlines just let us know the game's coming and that's it. Would take the pressure off the studios and fans won't lose their minds when a delay happens. I can get behind that as well. Like, I feel like one, games are announced too early. Two, they're, I mean, the last two years has ended to go by. If, I mean, see when we'll come on to game dates been given later, but any time a game's given a date now, I'm just like, aye, is it aye? Cool. And you're instantly cynical about it now because how many games hit their release date? Like, almost everything gets delayed. At least once, even if it's just a short delay. I can't remember the last big game that was like... In fact, it maybe be Deathloop was the last big game that it was like... But even then, that was supposed to come out earlier. That was originally meant to come out in, like, June. And then it was like... No, so that was delayed. That was definitely delayed. Yeah, it's definitely the the timing of it. Because I suppose... I don't know, four or five years out from a game, you could say we're expecting it in, you know, 2020, whatever. Um, I think that's fine. Yeah, give I a think window. that's fine. I think if they give 
a quarter too far out again you're you know and then it's the ones that you know that date it you know a year 18 months out as well that it just it's kind of a pointless exercise because it does I think it's cynical though like I think a lot of the time like I'm not saying like I fully believe when Starfield was announced for that date they thought they would hit it Mm. because it was an important date for them and they're like that's when we want to launch and I think a lot of people, myself included at the time, thought when they announced that date that perhaps the game was going to be ready six months before that, but they were just like, no, that's when we want to release it. Yeah. But I feel like they just, they're setting themselves up for failure here. And I think a lot of the time, I don't think this happened with Starfield, but I think it happens with a lot of games where they'll give dates knowing they're not going to make it. Mm. Like, I go back to God of War when they announced that for 2021. Like, there's now talk, like, folk are going, they don't think it's going to come out this year. Like, if that game's not even going to come out in 2022, there's no fucking... No one no one believed that that game was coming in 2021. And I don't think for a second Sony believed it was coming out in 2021. Yeah. But they said that, and I think they said it to get all the publicity. And then they're like, well, we can just delay it later. It doesn't matter. Mm. We'll, just do it. we'll just say that and we'll just delay it. Yeah. I wonder... If like publicly dating a game also is sort of an incentive incentive for kind of higher ups in the company to push the workforce to deliver it because oh, I think there's a, there'll definitely be an element of that. Because like they, we've they told could... we've told everybody it's coming then, by the way, so you better start working uh-huh. fucking overtime. Like you could give an internal deadline, but if it's not made public, then you know there's there's definitely more wiggle room to push things back. Um... Sometimes it can be for pre-orders as well, because a lot of the time when they announce a date, it goes on the digital store and you can pre-order mm-hmm. it, and that's mm-hmm. them getting your money ahead of time. Yeah, that's also a thing, isn't it? I think most of the time these dates are given for not great reasons. Mm. I would say. But yeah, so we've had a lot of, and I think as tends to happen with internet, the reaction to these games getting delayed has been the sky is falling, there's nothing coming out in 2022, what a shit year, can I believe this? And this kind of goes back to what Dave was saying, like, I don't know, if you look at the game releases we've had already this year, that would be a good year. Yeah. If there was not another game delayed, like released this year, we've had a good year. And I think people are just quick to push that to one side, like Dave said, and be like, what's next? That Those games are out. What's next? What's yeah. next? Now, granted, maybe they should have been more spaced out, but you've now got the time to go back and be like, oh, I didn't get to play Dying Light 2. I didn't get to play Sifu. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know, out of the games released so far this year you know how many people have played them all and played them all to death do you know what i mean like the the big they just haven't you know they definitely I mean? haven't no. like i play a shitload of games and i've not mm-hmm. been able to get through anything and the, yeah you know we all almost complained earlier in the year you know of the fact that they were they were so close together so yeah it was brutal yeah these delays i don't know I suppose can give some some space to open up for catch up <laughs> but even still like so i looked at it just now granted the chances of all of these releasing in 2022 2022 is i mean it'd be a fucking miracle let's be honest but i had a quick look for some of the games that i'm interested in this isn't all the games but some of the games that i'm interested in that are still scheduled for 2022 so for anyone that thinks there's nothing else coming out this year here's a list of stuff that's still coming sniper elite 5 Mario Strikers, The Quarry, Saints Row, Forspoken, 
Gotham Knights, A Plague Tale Requiem, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Final Fantasy 16, God of War Ragnarok, Hogwarts Legacy, Stray, Two Point Campus, Little Devil Inside, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals, Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet, Sonic Frontiers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Calabunga Collection, Lord of the Rings Gollum, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, WrestleQuest. That is literally just off pretty much the top of my head. Like, I didn't even have to look that up. But those games are all scheduled for this year. Mm. Now, granted, it would not shock me if half of that list ended up getting pushed into next year but even if it did that's still a lot of fucking good games yeah. and if you add that on to Horizon had. Gran Turismo 7 Dying Light 2 Sifu Elden Ring like I don't know there's self-entitlement and then there's fucking hell like <laughs> I don't know and like I, I get it from certainly an Xbox point of view like we've spoken about this before like I can't even think how many years now Xbox's output has not been good enough. Like, not even close to good enough. Phil Spencer, before the Xbox Series X came out, came out and said that they were in the best launch position ever. Where the fuck is it then? Like, because the console's been out for a year and a half and you've released fuck all. Mm-hmm. Like, fair enough, Forza Horizon 5 is outstanding. But at the end of the day... It's a racing game, and it's an, it's the best racing game I've ever played. But that's still a niche mm-hmm. outing. Like Halo came out, and everybody loved it for five minutes, and then realised it had no content. Like, where's your fucking games? Like he said they were in this position, and you're like, where the fuck are they? It's a year and a half later, mate. Like, where are they? And there's no sign of them. Like Xbox, as it stands, don't have a single first party game coming out this year. Now that might change because they've got that. Uh, They've got that conference on the 12th of June, which will give us a better idea. Mm-hmm. But until that, you're like, I mean, you, they, I hope they're scrambling because it's. It, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like, I think Phil Spencer's really good, but I do not, I've seen no signs that he's capable of managing studios. He's good at buying them, <laughs> but you look at it and you're like, well, where's the games? And it's, it's teams that were beforehand putting out games at a regular clip and ever since they get bought by Xbox, it just seems to have fucking dried up. That team uh, that put out the Hellblade game, they were releasing games almost every year. They've been at, Hell- at Hellblade 2 for four years now. Mm. And where the fuck is it? Like, there's not even a release window for it. It looks great, but I mean, come on. That, the last Gears of War game came out about three or four years ago. We've heard nothing about what they're doing ever since. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming. And There's like... a lot of games announced, <laughs> but every single one of them, like Fable, the Indiana Jones game, all these games are announced, but it looks like they're not going to be here till about 2025. Perfect Dark seems to be in trouble. Like All these cool games that are announced, but there's absolutely no sign of them appearing. And I thought it was interesting, there's a gamer on Twitter that's quite well known, Colt Eastwood is his name, 
and not digging him up specifically, but although I did think his tweet was interesting, but he tweeted out, like, he's always positive on Xbox. Just one of these guys, like, he is a bit of a fanboy, but he does have a PlayStation as well, and he tends to be positive most of the time, but even when this, when the Starfield and Redfall delays came out, he was crestfallen, I would say, is a nice way of putting it. And even he was like, we need we need to we need to demand better here. This isn't good enough. Like where's where's the games? But he had a comment saying, and it's probably what Xbox will do, but saying Phil Spencer is gonna have to open up his checkbook and pay for a big third party game to come to Game Pass at the end of the year now to fill the gap. And this can't be what Xbox keep doing. No. They're losing money hand over fist, despite what some people will have you believe. And the, like the answer can't always be to just fling more money at it. Like at a certain point, like Microsoft's a massive company. Like I know Xbox is important, but Microsoft have fucking pulled the plug on bigger things than Xbox before. And if this just seems like it's a fucking money drain, like they could be like, fuck this in five years if it's still not coming near turning a profit. So I don't know. I, I, I they need to get their head together. They need to figure out what they're doing. Um, I mean, I noticed that IGN had tweeted out earlier today. They were saying, so obviously for, I mean, this is just general life now, but you get stock alerts for Playstations and Xboxes. Like, oh, there's stock over here. And by the time the guys fucking tweeted it, they're all sold out yep. on eBay. And um, IGN had tweeted out saying, we're not doing Xbox Series X stock alerts anymore. Like, we're done. They're just in stock. If you want one, if you look about, you'll be able to buy one. Like, they're not, there's not a shortage anymore. And I saw a few people like saying, oh, after those delays, but it's a bit too close for that to be a direct cause and result. But yeah. it's, a, it's a thing that adds on and doesn't look good. Mm. Like, Xbox's lineup is barren, and now those Xboxes sitting in the shelf, whereas two grannies are having a punch-up for a PS5, like, <laughs> because they've had a steady stream of games yeah. and a higher quality steady stream of games. But yeah. Stay tuned for more delays. Yes. I might delay this podcast for an hour on Thursday just to wind folk up. That'd be very meta. <laughs> yeah, sh- shall we, you know, lighten the mood a little bit? With some better news. Bring it back. Give me some good news. Yeah, so... Yeah, until this gets laid as well. Potentially. The Dead Space remake has officially been dated for January 27th, 2023. It's been built from the ground up on EA's Frostbite engine and is a current-gen-only game binning the previous consoles leading the crowd, leading to the crowd going wild. It's going to get delayed, isn't it? I mean... <laughs> the second they gave that date, I was like, Nope! <laughs> but that's my birthday it is I did I, notice that when I, I put it down I don't know if it's something I'm going to be like jumping at to... Dead Space is cool <laughs> it's maybe not your sort of thing but it's a Dead Space is a fucking cool game Andy just replayed the uh, 360 version mm. of it yeah hopefully it does hit this date it would be a good time to bring it out it would do well I'd continue to not trust dates but <laughs> prove me wrong yeah prove me wrong Okay, right, so the next 
bit of news is a biggie as well, to be honest. Two um, chunkers. Yep, yeah, so... Two heavy lifts. <laughs> Sony has finally shared some more details on the new PS Plus. And with, you know, seven days to spare before it's actually due to launch. But, you know... Um, it's going to take too long to go through each game that was announced one by one, so use the old Google machine to get yourself the full list. But some of the highlights that I guess we picked out are as follows. So from PS4 and PS5, we're going to get Bloodborne, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, Spider-Man, Miles Morales and Red Dead Redemption 2. From PS3, which is streaming only, Hot Shots Golf, Out of Bounds, all the infamous games, all of the Ratchet and Clank games, Enslaved, Odyssey to the West, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. And then the classic catalogue, there's Worms, Armageddon, Siphon Filter, Tekken 2, Ape Escape. The PS1 and PSP games will be enhanced with save states, improved performance and a rewind function. And also, if you already bought them in the years gone by, you'll be able to freely download and play them outside of the PS Plus service. So that's good. And in even more positive news, subscribers on the PS Plus Extra or PS Plus Premium tiers will get access to Ubisoft Plus Classics at no extra cost. And as the name implies, this is a curated list of legacy titled with the selection set to expand to 50 games by the end of the year. Pretty good news, I would say. Yes. I mean, finally. I just feel like, I mean, we kind of spoke about this before, like the initial announcement of this sort of left quite a lot of questions, but we're getting there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like the last we took a couple, there was more games announced than we've listed there, but yeah. it still was nowhere near the full list. Like that's still to come out, so I guess we'll just have to see. At the t- we'll probably get in reports. I mean, it doesn't launch over here for another month, but I guess we'll be getting reports from the Asian region about what else is there, mm-hmm. unless they announce it closer to the time. But we are running out of time. Uh, it's a good. I mean, we sort of expected it. Like, I know people think I've been pretty negative on this service. I don't like subscription services, but I always thought this was going to be a quality list of games, mm-hmm. which is what it is. Yeah. It's pretty much what I expected, I would say, outside of Ubisoft Plus, which we didn't... I had, I had sort of... That was one of my predictions going in, that that would be part of it, but then it wasn't announced at the time, but obviously the deal must not have been done at the time. That's maybe a deal that's been done late on. But it's good. I mean, like, I I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. Like, I'm interested to see how it pans out, I would say. Like, I've always been of the opinion that the Xbox Game Pass style is going to lead to lower quality games because people aren't buying the games anymore and so it's going to end up being rife with microtransactions and stuff like that but Sony's is like a sort of halfway approach which I feel like does have the potential to work better because you're getting those initial game sales and then once you've bled the pig dry you then put it on this service and then people get it that way but I just it remains to be seen like I'll be interested like when God of War Ragnarok comes out like will that still reach sales expectations or will there be a section of gamers that are like no 
I'm not buying that. I'm waiting until it comes to that service. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I suppose, I mean, depending on the timing of this, like, God of War that they're putting on the service, some people might not have played that, yeah. then play it as a result of the service, and then, and then proceed to buy yeah. the new one. It so, could work in many different ways. Like, yeah. I certainly feel like people take this as me being a Sony fanboy or whatever, but, like, I pref- certainly prefer this approach to Game Pass. Yeah. The Game Pass is like we've said before, so pro-consumer, but what it's, it's too pro-consumer. What it's That's the doing problem. to the games industry yeah. is questionable. Whereas, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you that, yeah, this does seem to... It's a bit more of a happy medium. Yeah, I think sometimes, like, I don't know, people have a go at me when they're, like, about Game Pass, when they're like, well, it's pro-consumer, why are you annoyed about it? And I'm like, I'm just looking at the long game here, mm-hmm. and I think, overall, it's going to lead to worse games. And I would rather pay what something is worth and get a good experience than it be littered with fucking microtransactions and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, do you see that report about Netflix? Yeah. Like, they're losing their ass. Like, all the, all this gaming, like, streaming services and stuff like that have all stemmed from, oh, look how well Netflix does. Mm-hmm. Netflix is fucking bleeding money. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've just put something forward so that by the end of the year... There's going to be like adverts all over Netflix. Oh god! And they're continuing to put the price up because yeah. they're losing their ass on it. And there's, I'm, I'm sure they're trialing in some countries as well, like the whole IP address thing uh, for sharing. So you can't share anything. Yeah. Like they're going to have to, but like Microsoft can afford to take these losses if they want can to. Can they though? <laughs> well, they can afford it. Aye, they can definitely afford but it. Conti- Microsoft- like continually, as long as they want. Aye, Microsoft this? have got more money than anybody mm. like they are willing to do this to try and become number one the thing is when you if you succeed and become number one then all of a sudden you don't have to do that mm. then so what happens then but like i say I, taking it back to sony like I, I much prefer this approach like i think it's a good half measure and it's i think sony's benefited from seeing how game pass set up and how it's worked out for them and went, how can we make a version of this that works for us? Yeah. Because w- there will be people who who back pay for this service and probably do buy very little games yeah. on top of that. Um, but I think it, you know, what it's providing, like, I don't know, you have to kind of separate your consumers in a sense, but like, I don't know, I'm thinking of like, our son, granted, he's obviously a bit young to be playing some of these games, but like, if we opened these games up to him, like, I don't know, I just like. This will be a controversial opinion, but if for some reason, just say you were an Xbox fan, you'd never owned a PlayStation, you see this service and you go, I'm going to buy a PlayStation, mm-hmm. right? So you're introduced to these games, all the Sony first party games that are on it for the first time. Yeah. In that situation, I think the the quality of games that's on this PS Plus service is way better than Game Pass. That is controversial. Outside of racing games, which, like I said, I think Forza is the best racing game I've ever played, I would say if you were to take... Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus put the two of them together and make a top 10 list of games that 
eight or nine of them would be from the PlayStation service. Mm. But the thing is, like, I look at the service personally. Like, I'm, I'm getting it anyway. I'm going to get the highest tier because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I look at it and I'm like, that's a great list of games. I've played them all. Yeah. And But I'm still going to get it and I'm still excited about the service. But that's that's just me sort of thing. Like, I don't know, like... That's what, yeah, but I think like yeah, who's there, excited there, about God of War that hasn't played it? There are there are people 2018. out there. Like I, I think. What have you been waiting for? If you've had a PlayStation all this time and you've not played it? But you, I think of a younger audience that can't afford to spend sixty pounds on a game every other month. Like I'm sure, God of War's been like twelve quid in right, sale. But still, you know, for yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like there, there are, will be games people have missed out on. Like people are quite excited about Demon Souls, which is a launch game on. PlayStation 5 and I mean I've not played that I don't want to but I've not played it like so that would be one for sure and they are holding off on stuff as well like Last of Us Part 2 hasn't been listed no Last of Us yes and that I've not had anyone really mention this but there's obviously not a set time frame when things will join this service because Ghost of Tsushima's on it and that released the month after Last of Us Part 2 and it's on it but Last of Us isn't so they'll obviously there's not some sort of algorithm where it's like oh that game's been out 18 months on the service mm-hmm. like it will obviously be they will choose probably depending on where they're at with sales I would assume like, like I think you could see like if Sony release a game and it performs poorly I could see it on the service in three months sooner, yeah. whereas like something with The Last of Us has got a long tail it's mm-hmm. like well we don't need to put this on here yet mm-hmm. And they've got that flexibility. And you obviously you do have... like I think one of the games that was listed was WWE 2K22, I'm sure. And I, I did sort of take a second look at that and think, that game only came out a couple of months ago. Would you be a bit annoyed if you'd paid fucking 150 quid or whatever that NWO edition was? Like, And then all of a sudden it's on a service. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. It's going to be one to watch. Like, I just I feel like the service is sort of what we expected. But we expected it to be good. And I do think it's a better model than Game Pass. But that will be proven out over time. Yeah, it's hard to, yeah. And it'll be interesting to, like we said, see how people react sales-wise. Like, to me, if you're interested in God of War Ragnarok, you're going to buy it. You're not going to go, ah, it's probably going to come to a service in 18 months. Like, that's a f- you'd have to be fucking really patient. And I'm not like <laughs> I'm aware. It's not gonna affect my it's not gonna affect my buying purchases, but it will be interesting to see if there is people frugal enough that they're like, ah, mm. nope, nope, hang fire, hang mm. fire. Mm. Uh so yeah, we got a couple of uh notes in about this as well. James said excellent current gen selection, terrible classic selection so far. Not decided if I'm going to go extra or premium to start at launch. And Caro Lavery said, pretty mediocre from my perspective. The PS4 slash PS5 list is great, but I own most, if not all, of which I would play. The PS1 slash PS2 games are what I was looking for, and I'd say that's a pretty bad list overall outside of Siphon Filter, Tekken 2, and Mr. Driller. So yeah, we didn't really speak about it much, but the the classic list of games is pretty shit. And that's even coming from somebody who loves Siphon Filter and it is included. Like, it's it's not a great list of games. 
I didn't expect it to be a great list of games because a lot of these games will have licensing issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it, it makes me think back to when they announced that PlayStation Mini. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my god, I bet we get this and we get that. And then the 25 games that were included, folk were like, fuck's sake. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, I think that's going to be the case. It's cool that they've put save states in it and you can rewind and stuff like that. Although, if you're going in and adding that stuff, why the fuck have you not added trophies? <laughs> like, I figured... Not everybody cares about trophies, Craig. But I figured we weren't going to get trophies because it was going to be too much Effort, hassle yeah. to go in and edit these games. But if they're putting a rewind feature in, and save states then I, th- I thought they could have done trophies at the same time but that could come later possibly he hopes he does very much <laughs> I want those siphon filter trophies <laughs> but yeah I think it's still I mean this is obviously going to be a story going forward for mm. another couple of weeks mm. even up to and beyond when it launches over here which yeah. is last of course but I'm excited. I'm excited to check it out. There's not a lot of games on there for me personally that I haven't that I want to play that I haven't played. But that's my fault. That's not anybody else's fault. And for the vast majority, I think there'll be a lot of games that they'll be excited about. Mm-hmm. The response has been very mixed, but I think it's just people try to be negative. Okay. So, next bit of news. According to Sega's fiscal year briefing, the company plans to release a bunch of games over the next 12 months. This includes multiple remakes slash remasters and a, quote, significant increase in new titles. Probably fucking eight Sonic games then. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. They are all in on that wee blue fucker, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they are... They had a film that did well and they have strapped his wee arse <laughs> with about 10 rockets and they have fired that fucker right into the air. It's good to know that there's more Sega games coming. I assume we'll get more like Yakuza and stuff like that as well. But it's mostly going to be Sonic, I think. We're going to get a third film. There's definitely three Sonic games in production as far as I know, two of which are meant to come this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strap in for lots of Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, moving on. So this year marks Final Fantasy's 35th anniversary and it sounds like Square Enix wants to make it a memorable celebration. As part of its most recent financial report, the company says that it expects to share its plans either this month or next. The most likely outcome of this is news on the highly anticipated Final Fantasy 16, although it could also be part two of the Final Fantasy 7 remake, I suppose, as well. Yeah, that I think we're going to get Final Fantasy 16 this year. There was some kind of cryptic tweets that sort of stated that it was coming to the end of development, so... I could see that being announced. I think that's going to be... That could possibly be Sony's big fall game if something does happen to Ragnarok and it gets bumped into 2023. The... It was interesting to mention... I feel like no one has mentioned the Final Fantasy VII remake for ages. Ages. So... Final Fantasy VII was a big game back in the late 90s. And me and Andy have spoken about this before in the podcast where we had bought it with my birthday money and put it on the big sword in the front cover. I thought, awesome. <laughs> Played it for a couple of hours, 
didn't want to admit to myself that I thought it was shit, which is not a popular opinion because it's one of the most beloved games ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I traded it in, got it to fuck. Time-based, time-fucking fuck. battles, fuck off. Get in the bin. Mm. Even at a young age, that was your... Uh, I've mellowed a bit. I, mm. I'm, like, turn-based battles now, I would... I would be open to it, but back then I was like, why can't I just go over and twat that guy with a sword? What is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't a fan. I did play the remake, but the thing is, it's called Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it's actually only part one. And from what I understand, having not played the original, the Final Fantasy VII Remake was only maybe the first fifth of the game. And so people had, foolishly, hoped that part two of this would maybe be the next year or certainly by now Mm -hmm. but we've never heard a fucking thing about it since nothing absolutely nothing so it could certainly be something to do with that as well because they're overdue talking about that and if they don't talk about it at this thing then i think there's potential problems and you should be concerned okay really that back to them they're just yeah Send them a wee snippet of that audio just so they know. I just get them told. Yep, okay. I'll do that. Okay, Silent Hill rumours persist. The latest is that there are three games in development. Bloober team has been rumoured to be involved for a while and the latest indications suggest that they're working on a remake of Silent Hill 2 that could be a timed PlayStation exclusive. Annapurna are also possibly attached to a separate, smaller, episodic title featuring the horror IP, although sources say that they could just be one of the parties in contention. Finally, VGC has been told that Konami is planning to release a new mainline entry in Silent Hill series. It's not clear who's leading the game, but VGC reported last year that a Japanese studio was working on a Silent Hill project. The images leaked last week are understood to be related to a PT-style teaser game codenamed Sakura, which is intended to be released as a free digital title to build anticipation for the larger projects. It feels like every week there's like, no, this is what's happening with Silent Hill. No, this is actually what's happening with Silent Hill. Well, I've heard this about Silent Hill. Fucking hell. Like, it's quite a big franchise, Silent Hill. It's not this big. Like, folk are three fucking games. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Konami for ages were just like, nah. Nah, we're not doing anything. Apart from putting out uh, a good football game and then a shit football game. We're not doing anything. (laughs) Fuck fuck off. (laughs) Don't wait here for yous. Metal what? Metal Gear what? Nah, fuck off. And then all of a sudden it's just like... They're just fucking try to hoor Silent Hill out to every developer that's not got a project going. Mm. Seems really bizarre. Really, really bizarre. So that Bloober team, they're definitely, they are definitely making a Silent Hill game. Like the guy, I think it was late last year, head of the studio or whatever, he came out and said, yeah, um, we are now working on a very storied franchise and it's a new it's a, a new game in that franchise or whatever. Like Whatever he said, it was like, you're like, it's fucking Silent Hill, but he can't say. Mm. They're not the best of studios, though. Their previous two games have been okay. They made a Blair Witch game that was boring as fuck and then they made The Medium, which was all right, but not amazing. So... 
I wouldn't be massively excited about what they're doing. Although, if it is a remake of Silent Hill 2, then they've got a blueprint to work from. Yeah. And it is a well-beloved game, so that yeah. could be the best-case scenario for them. Annapurna are fucking awesome. So if they're doing like a smaller, episodic thing, that could be really cool. And if they're going to do like a PT-style game, then a Japanese studio is probably who you've got to put in charge of it because they'll just go fucking mad and make it weird as fuck. But do we really need fucking three Silent Hill games? What's that about? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's supposed to be a Metal Gear game and it works, works as well, but would you not... I mean, Sci- Konami have got a lot of, like, properties that people really care about. Why not go, right, you do a Silent Hill game, you do a Metal Gear game, like, and just ship your properties about rather than going, MDL's want to make a Silent Hill game. Anyone? <laughs> like, fucking Retallica will have one out next. Oh, God. Okay, finally, we'll just wrap up a few other bits and pieces of news as well. Um, So Fall Guys, good old Fall Guys, it's going free-to-play when it arrives on Xbox and Nintendo Switch on June 21st. Call of Duty Vanguard's online portion is free-to-play until Tuesday the 24th of May. Uh, Techland, the developer behind Dying Light, has announced that it's working on an open-world fantasy RPG. And finally, Xbox Game Pass games for the rest of me have been revealed and are as follows, Craig. Yeah, so we've got Her Story on PC, which is the sort of precursor to Telling Lies, which we really liked. We played ah, okay. it at the beginning of yeah. 2021. Mm-hmm. So Her Story was like the, the, the game the company made before that that we've been meaning to check out. So that's pretty good. It's PC only, but we'll beam it through on the PC on the PC to the big TV. There's Jurassic World Evolution 2, which is coming to console, PC and cloud. I quite enjoyed the first one, but it just took itself a wee bit too seriously. It's like a park builder. But I wanted it to be more theme hospital than like a serious thing. Like you, you spent as much time mixing different dinosaur DNAs to make new types of dinosaur than you did managing the park. Like, I just wanted to build, like, a funny-looking park and then leave the gate... I mean, you can leave the gate open and let them destroy the place, but it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I haven't tried the second one, but from what I understand, it's more of the same. People do like it. They'll definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. There is Little Witch in the Woods, which is apparently a game preview, and it's actually meant to be really good from what I've heard. There's Skate, which is coming to cloud. There's a game that I can't pronounce, so I'm not going to. There's Farming Simulator 2022, which is coming to console PC cloud. Vampire Survivors on PC. Floppy Nights, which is coming to console cloud and PC. I have no idea what that is, but Alex on the Discord was quite excited. So maybe one to Google a trailer. There's Hard Space Shipbreaker, which sounds shit. That's on PC. Uh, Cricket 2022, apparently already on console Game Pass, coming to PC. It's uh, Cricket. And Pac-Man Museum Plus, which might be fun, might not be. But the main event, Sniper Elite 5, May 26th. Console, PC, fucking awesome. Can't wait. Ball shot Hitler. 
Oh, it's that one. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Very excited about it. But yeah, so to go back to a couple of other things, so Fall Guys going free to play is pretty cool. It's also getting a level editor, so you can make your own levels. Oh, that's cool. Which will be fucking cool. Yeah. We were talking in the Discord about they'd now do private rooms, mm-hmm. so it would be really cool to just have like a sort of community night and mm-hmm. we'll play Fall Guys because... Mm-hmm. Anyone's ever been in their Discord, there's the odd bit of friendly abuse flung about. <laughs> and I feel like if you're trying to foster friendly abuse, pushing somebody off a Fall Guys platform, that's going to do it. So <laughs> I'm well up for that. Well, I'm going to be, I'm finishing up at the end of this week and I'm off for two weeks. So I'm planning to arrange a couple of community nights. So if that's something you'd be interested in, getting involved and you're not in our Discord, sort your life out. Sort your life out. Uh, Vanguard being free is cool, but it's still Vanguard. And yeah, the Dying Light thing's a bit weird. So they're working on an open world fantasy RPG. Could be cool. I mean, they've got the the basics down with with Dead uh, with Dying Light. Obviously, it'd be years and years away. I did see one of the developers also talking about plans for Dying Light Three. So whether Techland are scaling up and making both at the same time, or if that's just an off the cuff comment that. They'll make this fantasy thing and then do Dying Light 3, I'm not sure. But but I pretty cool. There was also a rumour from uh, the wee grubster. And oh, he, good old uh, grub. Oh, you can't go a week, honestly. Can't he shut his face? No Twitter bans for that lad. But he had... There was a rumour that Sony was going to be doing an event in the first week of June that came from him. But then when somebody reported this, he wasn't happy. Because he's, he quoted the tweet and said, I but I've also heard that they won't be doing anything until September. <laughs> and you're like, stop leaving fire exit doors open, you wee streak of piss. Stop it. Stop it. But yeah, so uh, according to Jeff Grubb, there's a Sony event coming at some point in the future. <laughs> right, okay, well that clears things yeah. up. Well done, Jeff. Well done, Jeff. Okay, that's all our news for this week. It was quite quite a chunky one, but um, we got there. We got there. If you have any further feedback, um, as Craig mentions, mentioned, come and join the Discord. Let us know your thoughts on the kind of PlayStation Plus stuff. And yeah, we're quite close to a hundred, a hundred uh, members in the Discord. Although every time we get really close, a few folk leave. So don't be one of those people. No, don't be part of the problem. Right. I've got a whole tweet ready for when we reach 100 people okay. I don't actually but I can, I'm pretty creative mm-hmm. yeah. okay it's time for this week's get in the bin if you don't know already we have an imaginary bin where we chuck things that we don't like and uh, sometimes it's a person sometimes it's an object something you eat anything and the nominations for this week as chosen by our discord members are gender reveal parties Shazam which I talked about last week mm-hmm. which is basically Shazam for cheese fucking dreadful people who don't seem to know or care when it's payday rich cunts basically yep Liverpool is that Liverpool FC or just the city I believe it was the club but if you want to put the whole city in I'm alright but... okay people in general I think I mean <laughs> Good effort, but I think that's a wee bit vague to be just... It instantly made me think of that Black Mirror episode. Remind See, the one me. when everyone's got their social stat, like your social status is yeah, like a number, yeah, 
and everyone's like trying to be dead nice to everyone because they're like, oh, like please and thank you, and they're all yeah. holding doors so that their yeah. social standing can go up a bit. Yeah. Like, see if that happened in real life, I would have a field day. I'd just be like, oh, you're a dick. Seeing how low I could possibly get it, and everybody would just fuck off and leave you alone. You'd be yeah. like, this is great. Um, Virgin Media for slow response to faults. Mm-hmm. So somebody clearly doesn't have very good internet, which we sympathise. And finally, people setting off fireworks when it isn't even dark. So this happened during a performance in the Eurovision. Yep. East Kilbride making a, an arse of it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in this list. Now, I don't know if I just didn't see that bit or oh i selective because i yeah i don't know I, I normally pull this information but yeah you did I, well i just i think they just assume that i'm automatically mm. up for nomination so mm. feel free to throw me on as well but i don't i didn't i don't remember specifically okay. being nominated i think i did get nominated right now was that this week though i think it was for your tommy k comment no something else oh, what else have you done can't remember mm. <laughs> Selective also. Um, <laughs> so we have two children and have not done any gender reveal parties. I'm not a fan of gender reveal parties. They really annoy me. Yeah. Every time you see, I feel like you see a lot of them on like TikTok and stuff like that and they're never serious. It's always like, look at the fucking state of these folk. Mm-hmm. Like every time I've ever seen some sort of gender reveal thing, it's been sent in that context of fucking state of these folk. Mm-hmm. So I would... I mean, I'm not for gender reveal parties. It's just really another excuse for a party. People like to make excuses for parties for lots of things. Yeah. There's Um, some real fucking sick ones as well. See, if you type in, like, gender reveal and, like, a GIF search mm. thing, you get some weird shit. I I saw one that was cool but also excessive and unnecessary, and they'd done basically, like, a light show displayed onto their house, and it was, like, along to music, and then there was, like, I don't know, like, flashing lights and, like... I don't know, stuff like all in their house in different colours and then eventually it merged to it's a girl or it's a boy, whatever it was. It was cool, but it must have cost a fortune. It's a bit fucking showy, isn't it? Aye, very showy. That, remi- well, that reminds me of that, know, like... uh, that Christmas film with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I feel like there's quite a few good possibilities this, this week. That cheese arm thing really upset me. <laughs> Like, I love cheese, but I don't need an app to tell me what it is. Yeah, well, you can't get it. You're not in France, so... Oh, yeah, true. Maybe for that reason, it should go in the bin. People people who don't know it's payday are annoying. Oh, is it? Is it payday? I don't know. <laughs> Just over here, Shazam and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dickheads. Yeah, for me, it's fireworks. Um, not only... Do I fear of the health and safety implications when people set off fireworks non what's the word like unsupervised um yeah I've got nothing against fireworks, but setting them off when it's light outside it's does pointless. it's fucking pointless really it is pointless. really I they're not even cheap, so it's probably somebody that doesn't know when it's payday that sent them off. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking twat. Uh, right, so yeah, the person who's setting off fireworks who doesn't know it's payday can get the fucking bin. Well, they're busy, Shazamming. You're going in the bin this week. Yep, that's fair. 
Okay, so so as not to disappoint our listeners, Craig, can you provide us with a pure dead platinum for this week? Look, my promise to you and the listeners is that I will never not provide a pure dead platinum. Okay, except when you're pure dead. As I was speaking about earlier, that <laughs> I've got blood tests to get tomorrow, right? So <laughs> the end is nigh. <laughs> I think we can safely assume that. Like, if there's not something bad found tomorrow, it would be an absolute miracle. Mm -hmm. Pray for me. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this week, holy fuck, this week. Right, I've went with Welcome to the World of ZJ the Ball visual novel. (laughs) Now, this wee ZJ guy has been kicking about for a while. The game's made by these, the Breakthrough Gaming LLC, the, oh, chur- yes. the churchy folk. Oh, yes. Yep. They are still pumping out these games all the time with little variations. This is the worst fucking one, though. This one isn't a game. So it's a visual novel. When you load it up, you go into story one, and there's like five or six different pictures, like almost like comic book style that you press X to go through that tell you the story okay. and then you get the platinum. And when I say... What do you mean? Like, so you start at level one and there's maybe six or seven different images that depict the story to you. So you press X no more than ten times and you get the platinum. No, come on. Mm-hmm. If you go into PSN profiles, you get the platinum in five seconds. Wow. Five fucking seconds. It's the most egregious example of a platinum I have ever seen. And I've seen some shit. You have, yeah. I've been in the trenches. Wow. Five seconds. And it's 39 pence. Oh, well that, you know, (laughs) to be fair, to give it some credit, the fact that it's 39 pence, that's... I mean, it's not. It's great, not acceptable, but, but no, it's, it's something. Not. Because some, you know, some of these are like three ninety nine, and they're you know less than five minutes, and I think that's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, for that. But then, oh, then I also just go, what's the fucking point? What's the point of it? It's a church, isn't it? <laughs> no. Like, what's the point? And it's a platinum. A, a you know, somebody making this. Selling it for thirty nine pence. I mean, what's the profit margin on that? I don't see that. I find strange, right? Because see, if you are willing to play this game for a platinum, you're willing to pay a pound for it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm not. That's no, not. I know you're not. But you wouldn't pay thirty nine p either. No, I wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, see, if you are someone like myself, like Chris, who is like, oh, platinum, right? Like at the moment, I'm barreling towards my 400th platinum mm. right which i think is going to be sifu so at the moment i'm just like well i need to get the numbers up so i get closer to 400 mm. so some nonsense like this is like oh how many stacks of that is there ideal but if i'm willing to pay 39 pence for a shit platinum i'm willing to pay 99 pence so and i don't think there's anyone that paid 39 pence that wouldn't have paid the pound because if you're in you're in like, there's a limit. See if it was a fiver and you're like, fucking press X six times out of, like, absolute principle. principle yeah, I, I wouldn't would... buy it. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to pay 39 pence, you're willing to pay a pound. So they're definitely losing out on money through it. But, yeah, there's there's not much you can say. It literally is a five-second platinum. 
but I don't want this section to be too short. So I do have some other stuff for you. Right. It's It's been a week of pressing X. It really has. Uh -huh. So we did also get The Jumping Burger. Right? Now, when I saw this announced, as soon as you see a game called The Jumping Burger, you're like, that's a fucking easy platinum. I can spot that a mile away. So I, I YouTubed The Jumping Burger. Mm -hmm. And it looked like an Infinite Runner game on ios right and i was like all right okay interesting i'll check the trophies and it's like the trophies are all jump 500 uh, jump fucking 50 times jump 100 times jump 150 times jump 200 times up to like a thousand and if you jump a thousand times you get the platinum mm -hmm. and i was thinking right okay i mean clearly a shitty platinum but maybe it's quite fun because it's an infinite runner you've got to avoid obstacles it could still be a fun game and that's what the game looked like it was going by iOS. No, no. No, no. <laughs> this fucking game is... It just looks like a table. There's a burger on it. You press X and the wee burger sort of jumps up a wee bit. And you just keep pressing X and he keeps going up and down. Like a wee tiny jump. And you have to do that a thousand times. And you get the platinum. It takes about five minutes. It's literally... A fucking PNG file of a burger that moves up and down a tiny bit. Okay, I mean, I'm a bit lost for words, to be honest. I don't, I don't know. If that's... Well, if I was to tell you that this week the jumping taco is coming out. Oh gosh! Right, I don't... is this the same people that have done Burger Run and Taco Run? No, it's run? Diff different folk. Yeah, I mean that. Like, I don't know why all these food-based games are coming out. Yeah, I feel it's because that... there's so many variations. You you just change the JPEG, like you say, and it's a new game. But it all—it almost feels like someone has came along and went, oh, I tackle run. We're going to make you jump. Because they did burger run, tackle run, and now it's the jumping burger, the jumping tackle. It's pizza on the cards. I mean, anything's possible. The jumping pizza. Does a pizza jump? I don't know. Does a fucking burger <laughs> jump? <laughs> Is this a serious conversation? <laughs> I mean, I also, I can't help but feel that this is all someone's ploy. Not mine, but someone's ploy to try and get Squinny into, into Platinums. Right. With all this food-based shenanigans. Mm. Do you know I think? Maybe. Like, how did all this start round about the time that our fitness channel on the Discord descended into madness <laughs> and just food porn pics? <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Coincidence? Nah, not having it. <laughs> Definitely not having it. But we're not done there. Oh, there's there's more games where you can just press X. <laughs> <laughs> because my name is Mayo 3. Came oh, out today. Of course, of course. Came how out could, today. How could I forget? This sounds terrible, right? But I'm not even 100%... No, I'm, nah, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to platinum it. Because... See, when my name is Mayo came out, right? It was novel because it was like, holy fuck, I can't believe... You just press X for 15 minutes and you get a platinum. Like, that just didn't happen back then. But see now in the age of fucking ZJ the ball and you get a platinum in five seconds. Like, I don't know if I've got the time for My Name is Mayo 3. It takes an hour. According to the trophy guys, it's an hour. And it's going to hurt your thumb, isn't it? Because you're literally just... Aye. I mean, there's like more sort of... I think apparently there's a few more kind of story beats to it or whatever this time. Like it's And it's funny, like, to be fair to them... They are quite funny with it, but I still don't know if I want to dedicate a fucking hour to it mm -hmm. when I could buy fucking 20 of these other shitty things and get them in the same time. 
So, don't know, on the fence about that one. But yeah, lots of Pressing X-based Platinum trophies this week. And I don't think any of them are on Xbox, as far as I know. They continue to slightly curate what they'll allow in their store. Okay, thanks as always, Craig, for covering Pure Dead Platinum Saurus. Happy to do it. Okay, so now it is time for this week's gaming movie and this week we watched Sonic the Hedgehog number two, which was of course released this year. Now, with Sonic the Hedgehog being a PG film, we thought we would introduce a special guest this week, i.e. a child, i.e. our child, Erin. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Hello. Hello. Okay, so Erin, what did you think of the film? Was it good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what was your favourite part? Probably the end, because Sonic threw a hot dog in someone's face. <laughs> That's probably my favourite part. That was part. your favourite part. What yeah. other parts did you like? Probably the wedding bit, because um, someone maybe ruined it, and then, and then the husband that was going to get married with the wife... Um, lied to something I think <laughs> I don't know I don't know I don't know I actually don't know yeah Sonic crashed the wedding essentially yes. didn't he yeah. yes he did now we tend to give a review of the movies that we watch and we tell everybody what we think about it we tell them in the form of scotch pies. Do you know what a scotch pie is? No. No. <laughs> it's a pie filled with <laughs> some form of meat. Nathan doesn't make like Okay. So how many scotch pies would you give the film? Now five is means it's really, really good. So good you'd watch it again. Number one is not so good. It was really bad. Okay. So how many pies would you give it? Five. Five? You <laughs> thought it was really good. Do you think it was better than the first film? I've never watched the first film, so I don't know. You have. <laughs> okay, well, I think I would give the first film then a number two. Number two, Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Erin. I hope you've enjoyed. I have. You have, okay. Bye. Right, well, thank you to my daughter Erin for stealing my spot. (laughs) Kicked out of the room for no fucking reason, but fine. That's fine. What did you think of the film, Craig? I really liked it. So much so I watched it twice. Mm. Seen it twice. Watched yeah, it. Partly my fault because I fell asleep first time, didn't I? So yeah. So I watched it with you. You fell asleep, and then we watched it with the kids. And although only one of them was willing to be recorded for the podcast, uh, Nathan also enjoyed it. Thought it was really good. And that's see to be fair, like for both of them to sit through a full film, like they'll sit through films that they 
decide going in that they'll like, but we had to be like, no, no, you'll like this. Sit yeah. down. And for them to sit through a full film like that, like it's not that common. Mm. So I think that was certainly like a... Yeah, it definitely captured, captured their attention and they yeah. were pretty engrossed by it. Yeah, definitely. And they're not... You know, they've not grown up with Sonic. They only know of the new Sonic, really. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it, it, it was Although, good, yeah. To be fair, like, Sonic's never been more relevant than it is now. Mm. So if you're going to get into Sonic, now's sort of the time to yeah. get into it when it's going to be fucking everywhere. Yes. Like, I think these films are going to... They're going to do well for the future games. Like, that 3D Sonic, the Sonic Frontiers that's due out this year, mm-hmm. if, it, again, if it makes it, mm-hmm. like... Nathan would certainly be interested in that now. Yeah. Whereas before he would he could not give a shit. Mm-hmm. But he I think he would be very interested in checking that out now if it's any good. Yeah. So if you kinda of don't we're not really touched on the story so far, but yeah, so this is obviously set after the first one and Doctor Robotnik comes back with a new partner, Knuckles, in search for an emerald that has the power to build both build and destroy humans, I think, or, or civilization. Um, Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they sort of embark on the journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. Yes. Yeah, my sort of thumbs up to this film as well was the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they kicked off pretty early on with some Tricky, made famous by Run DMC and also SSX Tricky. Yep, Great. really enjoyed that. Great Anytime game. that kicks in, you're always like, banger. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there was This Is How We Do by Slick Rick. We also had You Know How We Do It by Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Um, Uptown Funk. And then, you know, some, you know, for the, the moments, there was a bit of Nora Jones in there as well. Don't know why. And it, I just don't know. I just thought it was like a really good mm-hmm. mix of of songs. Yeah. Yeah. Fun Spotify playlist. Yes. I would say. Yes. Yeah, I thought everything about it. I just thought it was a it was a good film. I mean, it was what you would expect story beat wise. Like you know what I mean. Like see, as soon as Knuckles appeared and he was been a bit of a prick, you're like, ah, you'll come around. Yeah, you'll yeah. come around, little guy. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll realise what's going on. Like you knew he was going to, I don't know, see the light mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like I thought they played it really well, and there was like, I feel like all of these like we spoke about this a lot with Angry Birds, but like a lot of these films, I think to go to the next level you need to make a film that's fun for all audiences and so it had that where it was really good for kids like the kids loved it but there was also jokes for us that went over the kids heads yeah and i feel like that's important yeah i mean not even jokes like the um what's his name tom the kind of main male figure in it he His ringtone is like the music from was it Green Hill yeah. Zone? Yeah, from, that's yeah, class, like, isn't it? Yeah, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's um, lots of little nods like that. Mm-hmm. Like they, they obviously they showed a lot of fan service, and I think that resonates with like old school Sonic fans. Mm-hmm. Like just little bits like that are enough to go. They cared yeah. when they're making this film, yeah. and then obviously going by the end, like there's clearly a third one coming. Mm. Spoilers: they showed Shadow, who. I don't think I even played any of the games when Shadow was in, but I know that he is a character in the Sonic world. So it'll be interesting to see. I thought Idris Elba did a good job with the voice of Knuckles as well. Mm -hmm. Like At first, like he did sort of throw his voice a bit, because at first I was like, I recognise that, and it was Castles. It was like, that's Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't have put it together 
but I thought he did a good job. Like he's got quite a unique voice, mm-hmm. even though I don't think he necessarily sounds like Idris Elba in it. Mm-hmm. But I everything about it, like I, I wouldn't say there was there was no real negatives for me. I don't think. The the gripe for me is always it was a, just a wee bit too long, because <laughs> it, mm, it, 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 it did hit that two hour mark. Yeah. Yeah, it probably didn't need to be. Yeah. Although, I, just to be honest, it wasn't something that I necessarily pulled out of, and I did watch it twice in the space of a week, so mm-hmm. certainly I wouldn't say it was an issue, but yeah, I thought like the wedding scene was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, see when he, uh, he has to go up and deck that guy, the guy that the sister in law is marrying. Like, that whole scene, and then like the, the snow, I thought it was a really cool scene when they like opened up the portal and then the snow came flooding through. Yeah. The whole wedding. Like, it's a lot of good humour in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, coffee shop, Agent Stone's coffee shop was called Mr Bean. Um, (laughs) No, sorry, not Mr Bean. Mean Bean. Mean Bean, aye. Um, Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. And I think there's a... Yeah, there's Dr Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is a game. Ah. So, yeah. Yes, some clever little bits like that put in. Yeah, I... I mean, yeah, what should we rate? Well, we did get a bit of feedback on the film. I'm not going to read out the name because it's disrespectful and I would never, ever be a disrespectful person. But the comment says, just watch Sonic 2 tonight. Has the usual problem of running too long, so that agrees with you, Jess. Could have cut out the wedding, oh, for a more streamlined movie, especially if it's aimed at children, those hyperactive fuckwits, can't sit for two hours. Stuart, the Stuart Little-esque family situation does sit with me, uh, sorry, does sit with me a bit funny. Not enough to detract from the overall picture. Idris Elba was the standout four pies. Four pies. I liked it. I liked the wedding scene. Mm. I thought that bit was quite good. But um, It was missing some, um, you know, I spoke about the soundtrack, but it was missing some bustage crash the wedding. Right, that's a, that's a tune. That did jump out to me as well, like more busted. <laughs> but I mean, I just that that's part of my life. I just more busted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. So, what would you pie it? What did Ern pie it? Five. Five pies. I'm gonna go five as well. Yeah. Long pause. I'll go five. No, I will. I mean, I, I don't think it's a five out of five film, but... In the context, it, in the context of, of, of gaming films. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, actually, we were talking about this on Discord quite recently, and I was getting absolutely fucking slated for my taste in films. Mm-hmm. And, like I'd said to him, I was like, you do realise that when I'm giving something like four out of five, five out of five, I'm doing it like in the context of gaming films I'm not saying these films are 5 out of 5 but yeah no I, w- I would say in the context of gaming films like it's it's good mm-hmm. it was very good uh, I have the audience votes in front of me somewhere in a different tab we got 135 voters and 1% gave it 2 pies 3% gave it 1 pie 12% gave it 3 40% gave it 5 and 44% gave it 4. Mm, okay. And last thing on this would be the box office. 
you have not looked at the box office. I've not looked at the box office. Right, I have. But then it's still early days, so... Ah, but they go kind of by opening weekends and stuff like that. Okay. So the budget was $110 million. And so... Well, maybe just go opening weekend. How much do you think it made in opening weekend? 62. Not bad. 72. Mm. And the gross worldwide so far is already 355 million well, there you go yeah so it that's... was i remember hearing it was close to breaking records mm. so it's been huge absolutely huge there's no surprise there'll be a third game a third film they're probably going to put more games into production mm. like sega have a big hit on their hands here and it's interesting that i don't know sonic's been around since what late 80s and it's now the most relevant it's ever been. Yeah. And who would have thought that? I like, <laughs> you would have thought it would have reached its peak when Sega had their own fucking console, but no, it's they've done really well to remarket this. Mm. And if you look back to see the first Sonic film, like, if you remember, that got a delay, and it was because they wanted to remodel Sonic. So before the first game came out, sorry, before the first film came out, there was, like, sh- like little snippets released and Sonic looked like a human he was like the size of a human and he looked creepy as fuck yeah. and everyone was like no one's watching this, this is a disgrace and they delayed the film for like 8 months and they completely redigitalized Sonic for the whole film and put it back in and I mean what a stroke of genius was that was yeah it was worth it like I remember at the time thinking you can only polish a turd so much, like just cut your losses, but fucking hell, that was a stroke of genius because now they're on to something pretty big. Yes. Speaking of pretty big. People can't see your eyebrow raise there. I was just wondering what you're looking at. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to see what is the biggest game coming out this week? What is our pick of the week? Pick of the week. 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 Pick of the there's a lot of these Vampire the Masquerade games and I personally couldn't really give a shit about them. But this particular one is made by a developer that I do give a shit about. So they their only previous work was The Council, which was a five-part episodic game. Now, back when I first started doing the website in 2018... This was one of the first games that I reviewed, like maybe certainly within the first 20 games, they started releasing this episodic. It was going to be every two months. And I remember thinking, will they stick to that? And they fucking did, to be fair to them. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I One of my favourite games that year, like it's, I, I can't express how much I enjoyed The Council. It was so well done. You were a big it, fan, some might say. Yes. It was like... It was like a bit like the Telltale sort of style, like episodic. Like you, there was no real combat, but you could make story choices. But it was much more in depth. So 
you were investigating a murder on an island and it was RPG elements, so you would get upgrade points and you could choose what you wanted to put those points into. So you could maybe put them into lockpicking. And if you did, you would maybe be able to access a room that you couldn't access otherwise, or you could put them into linguistics. And so when you were talking to another person on the island, you might be able to have a conversation with them that you couldn't have if you hadn't put that in because you wouldn't have understood. Uh, and there was lots of different things like that. It was so clever. It was so well done. And ever since that game wrapped up, I've been... I, like, I don't usually check to see what developers are up to that much, but they're called Big Bad Wolf. And I remember constantly being like, right, what are they doing next? I need to... Whatever they're doing next, I'm all in. And this is what they're doing next. And it looks like a similar type of narrative RPG, mm. and so, but just in a vampire universe. And I, I have no, I've not seen any gameplay of it. I've not seen any story beats. I've been avoiding it like the plague because I want to go in fresh. But it looks brilliant from what I've seen and I'm really excited about it. It could end up shitting the bed and being shite, but from everything I've seen so far, it looks like it's going to be a winner. And there's not much else coming out this week. Okay, well that's our recommendation to sink your teeth into in the coming week. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode. Back next week, another episode and an Andy. Yes. Plus one Andy. Plus one Andy. Very good. As we mentioned earlier, puredeadgaming.com is where you can find all the podcast-related content, plus all our written reviews. All the links will be in the episode description, should you wish to check them out. And if you can, please rate and review the podcast, as it really helps to support us. It does. Helps us reach a new audience as well. Yes, that's what I said. More people in the more people with ear holes. I do enjoy ear holes. <laughs> On that note, goodbye. Goodbye. This podcast is recorded and produced by Pure Dead Gaming. Intro music by David Fesslian.